Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now for our story. It was a bright, cold morning. Lefty Larkin had fed the chickens and had finished the rest of the chores around the Lane Farm. He was wearing Randy's battle jacket, the one which had seen Aunt Mary's son through his years of service in the Marines. A woolen cap was pulled on well over his ears, and his capable hands were encased in a pair of bright red mittens Peggy had given him for Christmas. Thus equipped, Lefty took time out to smoke a pipe while he strolled around to the front of the house, thoughtfully surveyed the site which would become a mass of bright color next summer when his annual garden was in bloom. He was wishing it were time to begin planting. It was about time, Lefty thought, to begin studying the seed catalogs again. This year, he told himself, he was really going to make David Bowman sit up and take notice. The thought of his friendly competition with his old friend brought a grin to Lefty's face. A grin which was still there when he came through the back door into the welcome warmth of Aunt Mary's patty kitchen. Hi, Aunt Mary. Hello, Lefty. Looking mighty cheerful this morning. Yeah, I feel pretty good. Just thinking about spring. Spring? Long time before spring, Lefty. I know, darn it. But the way time seems to fly, it'll probably be here before we know it. And when it is, you just watch, Aunt Mary. Boy, this year I'm going to have a garden that'll be a sight to behold. You always do. I know. But this year it's going to top everything. Oh. What are you doing there, Aunt Mary? You look awful business-like. Oh. oh, I'm trying to bring some order out of chaos, Lefty. Getting my recipes filed away. Peggy bought me this little file last time she was in town. I'll be able to put my finger right on whatever I'm looking for. Gosh, you make me ashamed of myself. I've been intending to get all my clippings sorted out for weeks now. You mean all those articles you saved from the Farm Journal? Yeah. I've got an accumulation going back six months. <laughs> Don't suppose I could hire you as my secretary, could I, Mary? <laughs> I'm afraid not, Lefty. I have troubles of my own. You might enlist Peggy's services, though. Yeah, I'll have to try my luck. Maybe I can rope her into digging me out from under. Lefty, you better take off your things before you... Oh... So that's where it was. Where what was? Randy's battle jacket. He was searching high and low for it this morning. Gosh, that's right. He always wears it when he goes hunting. I forgot I had it down in my place. Oh, well, I imagine Randy will forgive you. I only hope he bags something today. He's always so provoked when he goes hunting and comes back empty-handed. I know. <laughs> he really takes his ability as a hunter seriously. It reminds me, Lefty... What's this private joke you two had? You always tell him not to throw his shotgun into a snowbank. 
And Randy looks so shamefaced when you do. Oh. Well, that goes back a long way, Aunt Mary. When Randy was about 12, I guess. Long-legged and gangling. My, how that youngster shot up about then. It was like a beanstalk. Yeah, wasn't it? Well, you remember how the two of us used to go hunting together on Saturday mornings, the rule. One day we went out. It was about the first time I ever took him. Randy was pretty cocky. He started out with the idea he was really going to show me up a thing or two. <laughs> Poor kid. What happened? Well, I got a rabbit first crack out of the box and then another. And Randy was getting a little discouraged by then. We'd been out a couple hours and he hadn't even pulled the trigger. And then he got his chance. He shot and missed. I'd bagged three rabbits by that time, and Randy was so anxious to get one that he did everything wrong. <laughs> he got so mad, he took his gun and heaved it right over the fence into a bank of snow. <laughs> Poor Randy. I felt like a heel, but I couldn't keep from laughing. <laughs> of course, that made him all the matter. But he never said a word. He climbed over the fence, fished out his shotgun, and we started for home. Next day, he rigged up a target out by the barn. I remember. He used to spend hours out there practicing. I'll say he did. And believe me, next time we went out, he was a whiz. Oh, well. Randy's always been like that. He's got a lot of stick to itiveness. Yep, he sure has. My goodness, I can imagine. Ten thirty already. You got an appointment somewhere? No, but I was just thinking. There's a meeting of the board of directors this morning at the bank. What dirty work are they up to this time? They voted to get rid of Bill Mead the last time they met. Now I suppose they'll just sit around and pat themselves on the back for being so smart. Not today, Lefty. As a matter of fact, if all goes well, I believe the board is going to reverse its decision this morning and vote that Bill stay on in his job. No kidding. Well, say, that's wonderful, Aunt Mary. How come? Well, Lefty, yesterday afternoon, David and I called on Henry Swanson. Henry was the instigator of the idea originally, you see. Uh, you mean he was the guy who wanted Bill out? Yes, and he influenced the rest of the men. What's Bill Mead ever done to Henry? Oh, Henry didn't think of it as a personal issue. He's, well, he's a good man, but a little straight-laced about things generally. He believed Bill was responsible for the trouble at the Discarries, so he was simply following out his own principles. Yeah, only he was all wet thinking Bill was chasing after Carla and all that. If he's any judge of character, he should have known better. Well, fortunately, David and I were able to make Henry see that he'd been swayed by a lot of gossip. And that it would be an injustice to Bill if he were to lose his job. He pointed out that there was nothing but circumstantial evidence to go on. And gradually, he came round to our point of view. Well, I'm certainly thankful to hear it, Aunt Mary. For Peggy's sake, especially. But... And Mary, supposing Henry Swanson can't talk the other men into it. After all, he's not the kingpin. Oh, I think he is, pretty much. David says Henry's always been a leader among the minority stockholders down at the bank. And that if he makes up his mind, the rest of the men usually follow along. Then I sure hope he can swing it this time. Gosh, I... I'd like to know what's going on there at the bank right now. So would I, Lefty. And at that very moment, as the two old friends lapsed into a thoughtful silence, David Bowman was just entering the boardroom at the rear of his bank, the Wakefield Trust and Savings. Good morning, gentlemen. Oh, good morning, David. Good morning, John. 
Henry Swanson not here yet, I see. No, not a sign of him. Well, he'll probably be along. Yeah, Henry's usually right on the bat. He always has been. Yes. I believe they're taking inventory over his store. He might have been held up. Oh, he's got a job in his hands these days. <laughs> you know, I can remember when Swanson's was nothing but a little place where my mother used to send me to buy a package of pins. Yeah, that was in the time of old man Swanson, Henry's father. <laughs> George. Mm -hmm. He was quite a character, old George Swanson. I remember how he used to march down Main Street wearing a black frock coat and a big black Stetson hat. <laughs> Never saw him without that hat, winter or summer. <laughs> no. yeah, he'd been out west and he was a young fella. I guess that hat was the only reminder he had of the wild and woolly days back there. <laughs> Carried himself stiff as a ramrod. Yeah, sure. And, and how he hated the first automobile. Mm -hmm. Swore he'd never ride in one. And he never did. Uh -huh. Well, here's his grandson and namesake planning to become an airplane pilot. Mm -hmm. At least so Henry tells him. It's odd Henry's so late. Well, you uh, seem to be kind of upset, David. This meeting especially important? I thought we took care of the business for the month at the last session. Well, John, I had a talk with Henry yesterday, and he agreed with me it would be a good idea to call another meeting this morning. It's about Bill Meade, you see. Bill Meade? But we took care of that the last time. Well, I thought that was all settled. We voted to request Bill's resignation. I don't see what more we can do. Maybe the matter requires further consideration, John. Henry and I agreed it would be a good idea to reopen the question today. Oh. It looks to me as if the whole thing's a tempest in the teapot, David. Meade's obviously gotten just what he deserves. That's as Henry said last time. You can't let a man get by with a thing like that. No, personally, I'm in agreement. I believe Henry's giving it further thought, John. Oh? Well, David, I'm willing to admit my errors of judgment, if anyone's able to point them out to my satisfaction. Now, I'm... I'm not a stubborn man, so far as I know. If you and Henry have come to some kind of terms, I'm willing to listen to reason. I'm glad to hear you say that, John. When Henry gets here, I'm sure he'll be able to clarify things for you. Oh, oh well, here he is now. That's not Henry after all. So I see. Hmm. I wonder what he's doing here. I don't know, John. But I intend to find out right now. Puzzled and disturbed, David Bowman looked at the man who stood in the open doorway, contemplating the members of the board with a self-confident smile. What was he doing here, the men wondered. The atmosphere of the room changed from one of casual waiting to one of tense, anxious expectancy. Something was going to happen. Something unpleasant was in the air. <laughs> 